0: Welcome to Birch Tree Studios, the home of 1013 Publications. This is 40 Below Zero, an international show about chronic illness hosted by two guys with MS. I'm your co-host, Nick, and with me, as always, is Terry. We're so glad all of our warriors and supporters are here with us, so let's get into it. Terry, tell us about our guest
1: this week. Dude, I'm excited because I think we've been connected for three years, maybe four years on Instagram. And we really never talked, but it's it, it always felt like a family feel. It's just that's mm-hmm. it. You have MS, I have MS, dude. You're my brother. I know it sounds weird, but it was just that that connection. And we have other connections with friends and stuff, but Neil Bradley, I'm so happy you could make it today. Please, where where are you located? Where are you from? Belfast, Northern Ireland. Yeah, Northern Ireland.
2: Yeah. So I'm currently. No, I'm currently in um hospital in the minute, so I'm in having rehabilitation.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. When when yeah. did that start?
2: I started, on, well, I came in Tuesday. I started Acrevis. So I had my first dose, and then I was admitted Tuesday night. So I'll probably be here for, well, hopefully about three weeks. Hopefully to get back on crutches, because since sort of start of August, I've been in the wheelchair.
1: Okay. I got so. a bunch of questions. Nick, do you have any questions before I get into it? Go for it, Terry. I'm so interested, because I know he was diagnosed 2017. Yeah. You were on Instagram since 2015. Yeah. So I did some serious investigation. I'm like, okay, when did this guy put his first post? <laughs> I was just so curious, right? Because I don't know much about you other than the fact that you were diagnosed 2017, and you started using crutches. I should have been using crutches. I used a cane to keep me up. Okay. Dude, crutches is mm-hmm. the smartest thing, and people should know that. You know. Yeah, definitely. Or walker. Yeah, in your case, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: started off. Um... Started off, I was diagnosed two thousand seventeen. Um, was told I could still walk remarkably well despite the number of lesions on the spine and brain, um, basically given a booklet of DMTs to read over and to tries, you know, give you a few months and then we'll go from there. But in between all that, I took a really bad, well, my first ever relapse. Yep. I ended up in hospital three weeks in a wheelchair. Then I was home for a week, then in rehab for three weeks. I left on a crutch and yeah, just from one crutch, two crutches, mobility skitter, now a wheelchair. So yeah.
1: A lot more questions, man. Okay. Your what was your first DMT, first of all?
2: I separate. It's yes. only one yeah. It's a, I started that in 2017, and then I had my last Tysabri would have been start of
1: August. So, and that's um, how you say it? Tysabri? Tysabri, yeah. That's was an episode awesome. before where <laughs> it's like sobri or sobri. so okay. Yeah. And you're not on that, obviously. You're on Archivist now. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So,
2: yeah. See how it goes.
1: Do you know when you were on Instagram, you got diagnosed 2017? You hardly said anything about it. You were hardly on Instagram.
2: Yeah, because what actually happened was I started Instagram, as you
1: said, was what
2: two thousand fifteen. Yeah, and then when wow. I was diagnosed, I deleted all social media, Facebook, wow. Instagram account, kind of cleared it, and then through time I come back Makes on sense. Instagram, and then with, with Facebook it was kind of. But I'm back on Facebook because I totally deleted my account. Um, I went from having hundreds of friends to just snoring it down to about, I think I've got about, about 150. Um, because I kind of thought to myself, you know, you get this stage, and it's like, would you meet that person for coffee? Would you meet them for lunch, for dinner? And you, you kind of think to yourself, no, I wouldn't. I thought, well, there's no point, in, you know, keeping in contact with somebody, you know, you know, you're never going to say again, or you're never going to meet up
0: with. It's a very common story that you go through a complete life reevaluation when you're mm-hmm. given the diagnosis. So it yeah. makes total sense that you just want to reset everything yeah, uh, digitally.
1: Yeah. It, I went through the same thing, sort of, you know, yeah. where I deleted, started, I even moved cities because people all yeah. say so wouldn't understand because now I'm in a wheelchair and my legs were getting weak. And everyone has a different story, right? But uh, yeah, people didn't understand because I would use a, a cane, stop using a cane. Oh, you're getting better. It's like, ah, you know, and it's just, yeah. I'm, I don't like to show people that I'm struggling. So it got harder for me, right? It's my ego. And... Yeah. So on Instagram, July 17th is when you first mm-hmm. hashtag sclerosis. That's all you did. Yeah. You didn't say anything. All your chat, no one said anything about it. Like, oh, sorry. You just hashtag sclerosis. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then your first uh, device shown on Instagram, 2019. Did you use it before? You just didn't photo it? I kind of.
2: I deleted everything. Well, when Instagram, to be honest, I couldn't figure out how to delete it. So I kind of deleted all the posts. And then every so often I might have looked at it. But then I just thought, you know, I'm just going to go back on it and just see how many people out there have MS because I didn't know anybody personally. So, well, I was diagnosed, uh, I was in Edinburgh at the time. So I've been eight years in Edinburgh and then moved back home. Well, obviously just uh, treatment and stuff and just family support. Um, and I just find it kind of it's just sort of, you know, when I spoke to a social worker back in Belfast, I was basically told you're young. I don't have any organisations or any really young like teenagers, children, or it's um basically pensioners and. There's nobody kind of in your age group. So really and I thought, well, I'm gonna to have to go onto Instagram and have a look and see what um is out there. Like I know there is there there, there are groups in Belfast, um, MS group, but where it's located, I wouldn't I would have to rely on somebody taking me there. I couldn't get a train to either. It's just and I haven't bothered. I've just, you know, Instagram, it's good for me. You get chatting to so many people across the world.
1: There's really cool virtual groups online. I'll talk to you after about uh, it. Okay. You're always welcome to it's international. It's all over. It's national. Yeah. Sorry, so. yeah if,
0: if they let me in, they'll let anybody in. It's fine. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> um,
1: what else was I going to say? Uh, wh- how old are you anyway? If you don't mind, forty two. No, oh, no, forty two. We're all the same age. Eh, well, yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Nick here's a grandpa. Am I the he's, old man? You're the oldest yeah. guy here. Forty <laughs> three. <43. laughs> I'm
0: forty
1: three too, but he's older. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think of HSCT stem cell?
2: Um, I was offered that, Um at the start, I was offered that um or is it I can't remember the name of it It begins with the K. Um December, sorry. Yeah. And at the start I was all up for stem cell. Uh, And the more research I done on it, the more I realized that, you know, with any treatment you're not going to be cured. Um it's all about stabilizing progression. And my little nephews, what, sixteen months. And if I was to go on undergo stem cell, I would probably tend to be, you know, out of action from every year. And anyone I spoke to that had it in the UK, um, said that if anything, it was they developed more issues with their bladder and bile, and. Um I know Carla I used to work with um from Scotland. In Scotland they were sending a lot of people for stem cell and then it all stopped before COVID. But they haven't started up again. Uh, and interesting. well MS nurse here, it's um I spoke to Andreas and she said I was the first person she'd heard of being kind of, you know, the stem cell because in Northern Ireland, um the national health generally doesn't you know approve it it's normally uh, has to be privately funded um but i don't know i mean i just see a lot of people i don't know it just takes so long to kind of recover and then when they do recover
1: you know, to me, stem cell is sort of like yeah. the topic you don't talk about, like politics, religion, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because everyone has a different belief. I have a different yeah. belief. You know, I don't want to get yeah. into it. So I'm just curious because I know on yeah. posts, I've seen someone say, hey, have you ever thought of stem cell? And yeah. Yeah. So I was just curious if you ever looked into it or whatnot. Where would you go yeah. to do the stem cell anyway?
2: Um, England.
1: Oh, they have it in England? Okay.
2: Yeah. There's London and Sheffield.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Um, I th- I don't know. I think yes. mm. some people have gone for it, and you know, yeah, I think if I, when you're first diagnosed, if you haven't been diagnosed long, and that's something you're offered, I'd probably have went for it. To be honest, at the start, I yeah. think i probably would, yeah. But
1: yeah,
2: I don't know. What do you think of it,
0: <laughs> Nick? What do you think <laughs> of it? Well. <laughs> We've we've talked a little bit about it, but it, to me, it's just it's too far out there still. Yeah. Uh, not that. Not that any one country over any other country has a better grasp on you know what's safe and approved. Uh, uh-huh. I think I think it's just it's if it's universally approved by you know a, a large number of countries, then yeah, then I think it's something to look into. But I I don't think we're quite there yet. I think it's I think it's sometimes. It's sometimes put out there as like a miracle, like, oh, it'll, it'll. And and that's not the case. You're absolutely right. Anything we do is just going to slow down the inevitable. I'll get haters if I talk about it. I feel like a lot of these Instagram accounts is
1: um, set up. I'm not saying they're bad. Stem cell is good, but not specifically for MS. For a lot of, you know, it could stop a lot of illnesses or, but I think there's a lot of. I know it sounds really like. Uh, remember this? I'm not a conspiracist. Yeah, uh-huh. but really, uh-huh. there's a lot of accounts that are um, they set up to show you like, yeah, it's good. Look at this guy; he's running now, and it's like, okay, relax. So.
2: Yeah. No, I no, I totally agree. I mean, you can tell it's so many Instagram accounts out there. Either. Yeah, they're just. I don't yeah. know.
1: Did you uh, know what MS was when you got diagnosed?
2: Not really, but when I started having symptoms and having lived in Edinburgh for eight years, um, with work I had to register with the GP, I'd never actually seen the GP until the symptoms started. So I was just sent for blood tests, more blood tests. It's carried on for a few months. And then it was MRIs um. Um, just before I was diagnosed, I kind of worked it out myself. I thought, well, it had to be because I'd been tested for everything. And, you know, it was just, that's all. well, it, it would make sense because it just, you know, at the start, I used to do, I probably would have done every 100 setups a day. I got the stage where I couldn't do setups. I used to do um, weights. I couldn't lift weights because the weakness just, the hands I just couldn't manage it and I'd fallen down a few times but it was more like um putting a pin in the balloon I just deflated I didn't actually hurt myself but I just went down on the ground and then I kind of had um dropped foot um, even though I was walking I knew I wasn't walking straight line I was going from, you know, my balance wasn't there and yeah that was it so
1: oh man so i'm Um, guessing that no one in your family has ms
2: nobody that is um i think it was like a a distance a distant cousin has ms but it's not blood related um my uncle's ex-wife has it but again it's not she's not blood related um but it's not something that people really talk about um yeah, just no.
0: So if, so if no one, you know, if no one's really talking about it and you're doing, um, doing these exercises and they're getting harder and, you know, it's just harder to walk around and move and stuff where you, yeah. what, what were, what were, or are you doing for the, the mental health component? Because uh, we, Terry and I have talked a lot about how, mm-hmm. how just how, how ego crushing it, this, this disease can be. Um, so did you yeah, you have a good support network around you?
2: Yeah, good family, friends. Um music is helps me anytime I'm feeling down. I've blast music, um, being by the sea at the water. and mm. um, my parents have a place in um Spain. I can't go out well, I can go out there as long as I'm with somebody. I had a relapse site in Spain and I end up in the hospital. Um so it's just um I just love to be beside the sea, and thankfully, where I live, um, in Northern Ireland, I'm only maybe two, three minutes from the water. So it's you know I can take my, take the wheelchair down, and it doesn't matter what the weather is, um. But I think that's important, and just making I know that, I just want to make the most of the daytime because the afternoon, um. I tend to get quite tired and yeah. later it becomes, I'm just sort of, you know, I like to go out in the board and have a shower, and mm-hmm. do things. Yes. Yeah.
1: Side note, what kind of wheelchair do you have?
2: I bought myself, um it's a Mobility Plus.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just curious if, like,
2: yeah. No, it was just basically I had the. I was just using the crutches in the house and then probably from about June I was having to use some mobility scooter more and more in the house and I just couldn't, you know, get the toilet I couldn't get into the shower so I just thought well, I'm going to have to get a wheelchair and the power I got I, I contacted um quite a few manufacturers of all the latest ones were out Nobody could give me the information on the distance, on the battery life. All they wanted to do was sell the product. And they were like, oh, we can get you a demonstration. And I'm like, well, I need something. I need to know. You know, it was, why can't I answer the questions? So I ended up going, the one that I got was an awful lot cheaper. And it's actually made in England. Or not made in England. It's made in China. But the company is in England. And... um. I've had it from August and I've used it a lot, and it's great. The
1: the scooter he has looks cool, not like mine. So when I see his, no, no, mine looks like I don't know, you know, the pride doesn't even like his. (laughs) No man, I you'll never see me on mine unless I have to go get a coffee because the wheelchair is hard to get a coffee in, you know. But his scooter looks cool, man. It doesn't even. It looks almost like a chair, a power chair, but it's not.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, but that's it, sort of, it, it, No, it's a power chair I have now. Okay, it well, is it's power a cool, chair, okay, yeah. What? Yeah, but it's actually probably the cheapest on the market. It was unbelievable, and, you know, it's the best thing. All the newer versions are, okay, they're probably not as wide, but they cost thousands. They're so expensive. Um, but the one I got, I mean, it wasn't. And so far, so good.
1: So, nice, yeah. Nice. This guy has a lot of tattoos. I'm wondering, do you have any MS tattoos, or when you got diagnosed, did you get a tattoo for it? No,
2: um, I got a t- when I got my f- with work. I wasn't like tattoos. I was so against them, and I was like, I'm not getting a tattoo ever. And then the first tattoo I got my leg, I was an anchor, and from then I haven't stopped.
0: You were you are hooked. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. And it's all been done by the same guy. It's like father and son business, and um, actually in Spain, um, they've done all of the work. Um, it's I'll probably I'll not be going back now until next year, but I'll definitely get an apartment.
1: You go to Spain a lot?
2: <laughs> yeah, because my parents have a house there, so oh. I find the heat helps so much. I hate the cold, and the cold I feel my, like, uh, it's just. Uh, I need to be in the heat. If I can't be in the heat, sunshine wise, I'm in the house for the heat on.
1: So Honestly. I'm guessing you'll never visit me in Toronto, Canada.
2: I think it's too cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy that it's either heat or cold? That you know, like when we talk to people, it's either one or the other. They they want. Yeah, that's true. What do you but mean?
1: Oh, because I'm oh, yeah. I think the, it's the humidity.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love the heat, and I've always loved the heat, all before MS. And it was only this year, really, I realized the extreme heat, especially since it's been summer, it was really, really hot. I could not cope. Um, it was just, no, it's too much. Um, and it's been a good few years from I've been on the Sun Lounger. Because I can get on some longer, but I can't get off. I need help to get off. So for a few, uh, past year, I haven't bothered. Um, but if I'm flying about on departure, and, and it's warm, no problem, I'm fine. But it's the minute I sit down in the seat in the sun. I've tried even pulling myself up and down every ten minutes. Doesn't make a difference. Your body just kind of it's like it's like nearly like your whole body's starting to melt
0: yeah the first thing that goes with for me it goes top down so the first thing that yeah. goes is my ability to think right and see correctly uh-huh. and then my arms get heavy and then uh-huh. know, so I, I hear you i melt i melt as well
2: yeah and it's so it's such a weird it's such a weird feeling and then once you're inside and you've cooled down, you're back.
0: Yeah, it's like it's never happened. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah, it's 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 weird.
1: Yeah, it's I known. think the big problem here is the humidity. To get yeah, on that, I think that's what everyone complains about. But uh, that's number one heat. Um, I love heat, but I think I'm starting to love the cold. I don't know why. I, you know, maybe because I'm inside a lot and I can control the heat. You know.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: but, yeah, I, if I lived near the water, I would I would want the heat, too. I would want the... Yeah. Yeah. And it's gorgeous, the pictures you put. I'm like, do like, you travel a lot?
2: <laughs> That's yeah, most... it's most similar. They're in Spain, or they're down the water near where I live, here in Northern Ireland. Yeah. I'm okay. There's some of them that I was in holiday in the summer with friends. But I would get a lot of photographs when I'm away. And then I would just use them for the pictures for in scrum um but yeah why not
0: so having having never been if you don't mind um if you don't mind explaining what life with ms under the healthcare system you have um -hmm. because i've i've never been uh uh, give me the, the the pros and cons like what's the good and bad for how you have to navigate
2: um, I would say it's nearly all pros because you're not having to pay yourself. Everything's funded through the NHS. Um, okay, you might wait. I suppose that would be one of the cons. There is a bit of a waiting time. Um, I've been lucky with neurologists. I've never had a problem. I've seen my neurologist, always face-to-face meeting once a year all appointments on telephone. Um, so, so far, I mean, I've been good. But I'm always willing to try something. And when it comes to rehab, I'm here at the minute. I mean, this is my second time this year. Um it's the third time since I have been diagnosed. But when I go in here, I, it is hard work, but I really enjoy it because you get um, amazing benefits. So it's worth it.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, now, was it something you requested, like I want to go to rehab, or do they say you should go to rehab?
2: Dave, when I had my last um, appointment, it was, I think, June. That's what the my consultant recommended. But they always know I'm... Obviously, I a, it was last year in January. I spoke to another doctor, and I said, you know, is there any chance I can get in here at least once a year? And they couldn't believe that I actually enjoyed it in here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant because you really do push yourself and you're exhausted. But, I mean, I was in the of the year and I left on two crutches. So, I mean, if it gives me a little bit more independence and I'm able to get a bite, then great. Sure. Yeah. Huh.
0: Very good. Very good to hear because, you know, I hear, I hear so many horror stories about your health network terry's like all these different versions and and i'm always curious to to know how much is actually true and how much is just fear-mongering i guess yeah
2: i think some people i know that um, in my treatment group example, when i used to be in for tisabri um a lot of people who are in that have been on diagnosed a little longer than me have been on treatment I I've been, I've been on that over 10 years, at least. None of them had ever been invited to rehab. They had never been, you know, it's just something that was never huh. offered to them. Um, I've also heard of other people in England where they just don't have this opportunity. Whereas the girl I know in Scotland, she's been in, she's had rehab. A few times, and she loves it too. So, I guess it just depends where you're from in the UK. But there is different. You do hear different stories.
1: See, that's where I get so, bitter. You know, when you yeah. get diagnosed, I feel like your neurologist should be like, "Oh, here's a book. Here's a support system. Here's uh an osteopath. Here's a, a massage therapist. Here's a therapist." Know that's what I feel like they should do instead of us looking for it because I, I, a friend told me you should see an osteopath, so I said, Okay, so I contact an osteopath, and then I told my neurologist, Hey, I'm seeing an osteopath, this is a story I've told before. The the neurologist is like, Great, I would have sent you to that one too. And it's like, Well, why didn't you?
2: Why didn't you? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. wait,
1: you know, come on, man. I hope my neurologist is not listening to this. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, you know, like it just bothers me. Like we should have, you know, it should be told to us. We shouldn't be looking for it because we just don't know.
2: Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah.
1: What month were you diagnosed? Sorry, I'm so curious. hey, uh, uh, January. Okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, you posted something in October, and it was a it was a quote that you posted, and I was just trying to read your mind. Like, where's this guy going? Was he depressed? I'm not you know depression is a thing that is real even if you're not showing depression right like yeah 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 But there was mm-hmm. a thing you wrote that said uh, there are only two ways to live your life one is as though nothing is a miracle the other is as though everything is a miracle and I'm like wow that's deep man and that was the first time you put the quote October 2017 and I believe that's the first time you like Started writing sclerosis. So I'm like, oh, he's out of the closet, don't he, that mess.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just an awful lot to, to deal with, an awful lot. Um, and you're not prepared for it. I was diagnosed, and it's like, what, well, two months later, I'm in hospital, I'm in a wheelchair. It just happened so quickly. And it's just, you know, people who you thought you were real friends. Um, At your time of need, aren't there? You realize who your friends really are, Um, and it's it's life changing. It really is.
1: MS makes strangers into friends. Someone said that once. Friends,
2: yeah, yeah. It definitely, yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, one of the things I love the most about this show, Terry, is the fact that the majority, if not everyone, we meet. Uh, you either say how you have this family connection or uh, it does feel like family or, you know, how, how just similar we all are. I mean, here we are sitting on this zoom and we're all in different parts of the world, yet we all have exactly the same heat intolerance, the same stories, the same, you know, yeah. we even look the same. No.
1: Can't. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, Uh, That's the whole reason why we call this uh, podcast 40 below zero, because, and this was new to me at first, that it's 40 below zero in Celsius and 40 below zero in Fahrenheit, if you were to convert it. It's the only only degree. I was wondering, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 40 degrees below zero. Highlighting the similarities. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, How do you find, how long have you been diagnosed now?
1: There you go Me, two thousand and oh my god, I forgot eight. Two thousand and eight.
2: Two thousand eight. Yeah. The
1: first five years, you wouldn't know I had MS. When uh, when it started to show, you know, I started to lean against walls. I needed to sit. You know, I couldn't stand as long. And uh, yeah, and then it just progressed slowly. And it's a thing where I feel like people think I gave up because now I'm in a chair. And you know, when I sat in the chair, my legs got weaker because you know I wasn't moving them, but. It was already torment just to walk. You see, I feel like I'm justifying to you why I was in a chair, you know, but <laughs> everyone has their journey and people ask me all the time, when do you know, you know, you're supposed to be in a chair? When do you know you mm-hmm. don't? You're going to get a lot of guilt. No,
2: you really don't. Yeah, you just,
1: don't. Dude, quality of living
0: is what yeah. you need to focus on.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: The yeah. answer uh, The answer I got from a family member was I said, when do you, when do you know I should be, when do you think I should be in a wheelchair? They said, the minute you ask. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and then my wife was like, my wife said, uh, you should have been in this chair months ago. <laughs> but, you know, we struggle. We, we try to go as far as we can, right?
2: Yeah, no, totally. Like when I had the crutches, I would have walked as far as I could. Exhaustion. I would have sat down. I remember one time sitting on a rock and I missed it. When I sat down, I, I thought I was going to sit on the rock, but I ended up falling to the ground. But it's like you do push yourself and you know, but yeah. at the end of the day with the like tight mobility devices, you just wouldn't get outside and you know no. it's freedom. Yeah.
0: It when
1: is. I hear yeah. that you fell off the rock, I think, did you get it on video?
2: No. It was it was it was like a well, it was like a big kind of rocket. It was actually in Spain and no sooner had it happened and I thought, Oh god, people if anybody drives past, they're going to be thinking, "Is he drunk or something?" Because <laughs> you know you don't normally see people. <laughs> but I managed to get myself up, but it's fine. But I remember falling before in the supermarket as well, and I was I would have put the crutch inside of the basket, and but I still used both crutches. And I was walking along and then my legs just went and straight down. Eh, what can you do?
1: Pick yourself back up, and that's it. <laughs> You pick yourself back up. Do you look around? Yeah,
2: that's it. Just carry on. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I have my stories too. Um, frustrations. You know, I always tell. I always ask everyone the triggers. Has anyone said any, to you, anything to you to trigger you? You know, does is there like uh don't worry, you'll get better. Drink some water. You'll be fine.
2: Oh yeah, oh God, friends are forever telling me, you know, it, and I know the men well, and I know they their my best interests at heart, but if I hear one more, if you take this supplement or if you eat this or if you try cannabis or, you know, you try this, there's somebody I know, and I'm like, like I have tried everything, and, you know, so now I, I just get the stage where I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. There's no point in arguing because they do mean their best, and they they don't mean. Oh, but it is frustrating. Or like um the other day, actually Saturday, I was on the train, and the train conductor said, "Oh, I haven't seen you on this route. Um, they just been to visit hospital, asking me what's wrong, and it's like, oh, does it hurt? Is that why you're in a wheelchair? And I'm like, well." Yeah. I don't think people really understand what multiple sclerosis is. They honestly
0: don't. No, no, and that's another frustrating because, and and like with anything, we don't know if you don't if you don't take the time to educate yourself, you you just formulate a guess, and the guesses can be very wrong. Yeah. Totally, and
1: that word intentions you know, how you say, Oh, their intentions, they're or you didn't use intentions, but a similar word. I hate, yeah, I get it. Their intentions are good, you know. I but you know, the number one rule in this support group that I facilitate is you're not allowed to give anyone advice. That's the number one rule. So, if someone's like, Hey, my legs hurt, you're not allowed to say, You should use crutches, you know, shut your mouth, don't say anything. No advice (laughs) is given because. It triggers me when someone says, oh, you should, like, I was in a lineup in a grocery store, and I think I was buying sweetener, okay, because I was getting it to Splenda, and uh, someone said, oh, that's probably what gave you your, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's a trigger and a half, you know.
2: But It's like crutches, too. I remember somebody saying, why do you use crutches? Crutches are for somebody who's broken a leg, and I'm like, wow. What? Yeah. And it's just like, well, honestly.
0: Yep, I get the question. Uh, when they when they see me, they're like, uh, "What'd you do?"
2: Uh-huh.
0: I, I didn't do anything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I used
0: to get that a lot when I was using
2: crutches in supermarkets. It was like, "Have you been in an accident? Have you been in a fight? Have you been at the wars?" I was like, "Oh!" And the minute you said "MS," surface face is just. Oh, I'm so looked sorry. at you it shocked uh, because they didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, but I tend, I find people in Northern Ireland tend to ask, whereas I find, especially in Spain, people don't ask. They're they're so good. Like I've been in St. Mark's in Spain, where people have actually offered to do my shopping. They haven't said what's wrong with you. It's like oh, I can man. get your groceries, and you know, even walking down. Even streets, narrow streets. It's it doesn't matter what age people when they can see you're struggling with your crutches, they will stand against the wall that lead past things like that. You know they would never happen here. People here would run in front of you or stand on top of you quicker.
0: Wow. Well, how does so? How, everyone reacts differently, but how how do you feel when someone offers that kind of help to like get your groceries or to do whatever for you? Do you take? I it? think
2: you no. Know, to be honest, I don't, but I always thank them because I think, you know, at the minute I can still manage, but there might come a day where I'm not be able to. So I think it, it's nice, especially when they're not asking what's wrong. They're, they're not questioning why you're, you know, at the time I would have been using crutches or with the mobility skitter, they're not asking, you know. I think it's it's very kind. Um I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll say yeah
0: because it it, it is kind of an invasion of privacy to to a a little bit of a degree to ask to ask why you know yeah um i I don't i mean i I, well people ask because they want to empathize they want to they want to identify why you have it and then uh, and then show empathy but on the other end it's like i I gotta explain this again like
2: yeah sorry two seconds hi I just Hi. need to get my um OBS done and get medication. Um,
0: All right. Well, real quick before that happens.
2: Sorry. Can I get you to come back? Sorry, if you don't mind. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Such no, is life okay. in the hospital. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, normally it's half nine or nine o'clock when they come. No, it's okay. So good. So what were you going to say? or What were you saying there?
1: Uh, I don't even remember. This is basic. I don't know either. <laughs> you can't do
0: that yeah but that's life though so that when you're in a high you know that's how it goes when your people are attending to you they just come at their schedule and you just got to go with it Mm -hmm. you know it happens yeah yeah but normally they're
2: um it's only nine half nine i mean the other night i was having to set up because i knew they were going to come and do observations i wanted to go to bed i was tired i thought i'm not getting the bed because i'll just wait up uh it's all good
1: that's exactly why I hate having anyone come here to help me because, and I know over here in Canada, we have PSWs, personal support workers, and they will come and assist you. But if I got, say I got someone for 8, they 8.30, sometimes they'll come early. And it really annoys me and I'm like on their schedule. and So,
2: so that would be kind of, they keep off asking me about, they call it here a or care package. But mm-hmm. if you have people coming out, they come out at set times and it's seven days a week. Oh, and I okay. just think, um, you know, some days you won't land bed, And I just think, you know, it, I manage my family help. So it's just, yeah, and you can do so much yourself. And Terry, do you live alone or?
1: yeah I live alone and yeah, same as me, yeah um yeah, and I have that ego thing where when someone assumes I live with someone, I'm like, no, I live alone. It's like <laughs> an ego thing. It's like I don't need any help, you know, and I've set myself up, but I, I mean I, I don't mind help. I'm not you know now I'm a little better. I accept help. but as long as you know, I can do it on my own.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah oh, no, it's true. And it's
1: like yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You find you always find a way, and just sometimes yeah, totally. Yeah, you do need help, and you, as long as you know, you can always ask.
1: You you seem like your ambiance is at peace. Like, do you get frustrated? Do you bang walls? Do you lose it? No, or... no. I'm always being quite
2: chilled, laid back. Seriously, so, yeah.
0: Mostly. It yeah. your... people are raging at the sun when they get diagnosed for years
2: um, no I'm just like well it's at the end of the day it's what can you do it's like you know there's no point in getting crazy about it because there's nothing you can do and I think the one thing is no matter it doesn't matter how rich you are you know there's no cure for it so you have, I've got to just live with it, don't you?
1: Do you consider yourself newly diagnosed?
2: Um, I suppose newly- yeah, yeah, okay. Well, and well, I wouldn't really, but when I'm speaking to other people with MS and treatment groups and things, they would always say, "Oh, you're newly diagnosed." Maybe because they've had it for 15, 20 years. Um, but no. I remember when I was diagnosed, and the had a relapse at Hospital, and I seen the counsellor, and she was like, "Oh, you're going to crack. You're going to crack." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I don't want. I don't need to speak to you." You know, uh, for starters, I didn't trust her because she was telling me far too many personal information about her friends, and I thought you expect me to talk to you? Confidentially and you're not yeah. even confidential. Yeah. But no, yeah, she no. she kept saying to me you're gonna crack, you will crack. I thought, wow, well, I crack, I crack. No.
0: Yeah, <laughs> see. <laughs> Sorry, oh. everybody's different.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And do you find you still she's get angry or frustrated or
0: I get more worried when things seem to be progressing um yeah the diagnosis itself i uh, i don't i don't consider myself newly diagnosed anymore now that it's been 10 years uh-huh. um but as things start to you know as as my abilities start to lessen a little bit then i, I get worried uh-huh. i don't get angry anymore uh-huh. so sorry nick this was your 10 year this year right uh july was yeah
1: yes yes so 10 years for him mm-hmm. um i get irritable when i get scared mm. so yeah. i get tired that i can't do something and i used to think it's because i'm tired and this and that but it's not it's because i'm scared because i'm getting weak and it just it scares me you know but then i you know i recover from it i get some rest yeah. and I'm back to normal like you guys know Like yeah but it doesn't matter because i when i get weak it reminds me of how my future is going to be
2: yeah that's true that's, that's that's one thing that does scare yeah. me yes yeah. You know, how long I kind of think. Well, how many more years am I going to be able to live independently? Um, thing I don't want is I don't want I don't want cares. I don't want my family to come in and kind of you know have to hoist me out of bed and things like that. I don't I don't want that. Um, it's a
0: there's a whole there's a whole sphere of things that we don't think we don't want to think about because it kind of for me it feels like if I think about it then it'll become real and I can't have it be real so I'll just ignore it it's not it's probably not healthy but that's how it works no,
2: but yeah it is it's how it works and then the day, it's just you never know what's running the corner I suppose But it's anything in life so mm-hmm.
1: mm. I hear you, man.
2: It is hard, though, when you think, you know, how's the future going to be? Because, you know, it's when you're diagnosed, especially in your oldest, you're not going to be in a wheel. You might not end up in a wheelchair. And they said to you as if it's the worst thing, and it's not. It's not the worst. Um, but I think, you know, that's where it goes as long as you can still. You still enjoy life then.
1: Just stay comfortable as much as you can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I have
1: any effort with something like I have a struggle, I'm like, how can I fix Mm -hmm. it? So next time there's no struggle. Yeah. My whole place is like custom stupid weird things just for me. Uh I have photos on my wall that are like down.
2: Uh (laughs) Why do (laughs) they
1: have to be up? Like it's for me. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh Oh, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, stuff like that yeah that makes a difference then yeah. So um we're coming up to the end of the episode. Is there a, sh- a shout outs? We usually ask our guests if there's any shout outs they'd like to make?
2: No <laughs> awesome,
1: it's my man. first time It's my
0: first time doing a podcast, so okay. I haven't really got <laughs> Any uh any family members or anybody in particular you want to say thank you to or you know give special mm-hmm. recognition to. I Don't know, we just put it out.
1: Um,
2: there. I would just say to my parents, my sister,
0: you're awesome, man. I'm, yeah, what would you say to a newly diagnosed Northern Irelander? I don't even know if I said that right, and pardon my ignorance if I didn't.
2: No, you're right. No, I have spoken to people quite newly diagnosed, and just keep living your life, and you know, just. Find out what you can, you know, what you are entitled to, and you know, you just need to keep patient and patient to get appointments, um, and get on treatment. And you know, you decide yourself what's best for you. Don't listen to other people, especially. I think a lot of people with their okay, they've experienced different treatments and whatnot, but everybody has their own experience, and I think. You, you need to decide for yourself. Yeah.
1: Over here, we say advocate for yourself. Did I say advocate that right? for yourself? Ad- advocate, advocate. Advocate. advocate, advocate, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: But what you said, perfect,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that.
2: Oh, okay, no problem.
0: <laughs> very nice meeting you, sir.
2: Yeah, you too. Yeah, nice meeting you too.
0: I, I'm very much looking forward to the next time we speak.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Terry, awesome. my man. Yeah.
1: No, this was great. I'm so glad to finally see this guy face-to-face. Yeah, exactly. Virtual, yeah. Right? But yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it's good. Well, I've enjoyed that.
1: You're so. real, man. You are who you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Awesome. Perfect. All take right. Care. Take care. Take, take care. All right, Nick. So check us out at 40belowzero.com. That's four letter T below zero.com. Well, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is info at 40belowzero.com. Our personal Instagram account are, for Nix, it's nix underscore V713. Or for Terry, it's what's underscore MS. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. We'll talk soon.